So we are going to look at the story of Esther. If I ask everyone of you over here, if you know the story of Esther, everyone will say, yes, I know. Right? I believe all the Christians, all the believers know the story of Esther. Those who are online also, they will know the story of Esther. So if you ask, who are the characters in Esther, you people can immediately name, right? Can I get some names? Esther in herself. Ahasuerus, King Ahasuerus. Mordagai, Queen Vasti. Haman, Haman. So these are the main characters, right? So let's see one by one actually on these characters. So turn your Bible to Esther chapter 1 and we are going to read from verse 1 to 5. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahasuerus, this was the Ahasuerus who reigned over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. In those days when King Ahasuerus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Susan, the citadel, that in the third year of his reign, he made a feast for all his officials and servants, the powers of Persia and Media, the nobles and the princes of the provinces being before him. When he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the splendor of his excellent majesty for many days, 180 days in all. And when these days were completed, the king made a feast lasting seven days for all the people who were present in Susan, the citadel, from great to small, in the court of the garden of the king's palace. So this is the introduction of King Ahasuerus, right? He reigned how many provinces? We have seen 127, 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. He has, he has ruled over 127. Can we imagine how vast he has ruled over? That is a big king. And on the third year, as per the scripture, we can see he showed a splendor to all the princes, all the media and Persia princes. How many days he showed them? 180 days. Can you imagine 180 days he showed the splendor and it didn't over there. And after that seven days, he invited all the people for a banquet and they celebrated. So 187 days totally, there was a feast around this whole kingdom. Imagine in our home, if you are inviting someone for a day, we had so much of work to do, right? We have to clean our house, we have to prepare for the feast. There's so much elements to do. But this king had made the feast for 187 days in total. Can you imagine how much hard work, how much labor has put in there to show the splendor, the majesty of the kingdom, what he is ruling over. So that is the majesty. If the king Ahasuerus can do this, how majesty is our king of kings, the lord of lord who created the heaven and earth. He made a feast for all of us, right? Each and everyone was invited. He is the king of the universe, right? He is feeding everyone. So same thing, king Ahasuerus, we can see here, he was feeding everyone from the smallest to the greatest. And he was showing his majesty. And we knew the story, but we are going to reveal one by one. So after the 187 days, he wanted to show Queen Vasti to the people. Queen Vasti was a beautiful queen. She wanted to, he wanted to show the beauty of the queen as well to all the prince. So she's and he says, uh, Vasti to come over, 
the kingdom in the king's palace but queen vasti we knew she rejected the request and she said i can't come this has upset king ahasuerus and the whole princess well who were there why did they upset it because they thought if the queen vasti itself is not obeying her husband how the people in the country will obey their husbands so they didn't like that and they said we can't keep queen vasti like this because she is a bad example for all the people so they said okay let's take her out of the queen ship so they removed queen vasti from the queen ship which we knew the story right so since queen vasti was not there the queen's place was empty so the prince and all the servants they want to find a queen in replacement of vasti okay so this is the background of king ahasuerus what has happened before esther so as usual i have five points actually in the king of a story of esther also we can learn five points which i have brought to over here first point god uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things god uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things now reveals the second character second and third especially mordahai and esther let's go to a chapter 2 and read from verse 5 to 7 In Susan the citadel there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordahai the son of Jair the son of Simeon the son of Kish Benjamite Kish had been carried away from Jerusalem the captives who had been captured with Jeconiah king of Judah whom Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon had carried away and Mordahai had brought up Hadassah that is Esther his uncle's daughter for she had neither father nor mother the young woman was lovely and beautiful when her father and mother died mordahai took her as his own daughter so here reveals the second and third character mordahai and king uh, sorry esther so we knew mordahai and esther was brought over into this kingdom as a captivity from israel right when israel was in captivity when they were disobedient to god they were in, carried over here in this place actually so mordahai was taking care of Esther as the father and mother were dead and we knew from the scripture Esther had done didn't have anything else only she was fair and beautiful look looking wise she is beautiful and she was not intellectual the bible doesn't say she is intellectual or anything else she is a poor girl she doesn't have anything else she is a widow sorry she is a orphan so mordahai adopted her as his own daughter god as i said in the topic god uses ordinary people esther is not is a ordinary person she doesn't have anything else like us like you and me as pastor ben was praying actually we are the chosen people so we are the ordinary people over here we sometimes think i don't know what to do i don't know what to say i can't speak or i don't have any confidence or i don't have intellectual but the bible clearly says he is going to use only the fool to save the wise right so only thing is we need to submit to god from the story of esther we knew what has happened right so she is an ordinary girl but only that ordinary girl was used by god to do extraordinary thing right 
So, when you say, when you are submitting to God, obviously the favor will be always there for God's people. If you read verse 9, the same chapter, it says, Now the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor. Now the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor. The same thing if again we go back to uh, verse 15, it says, now when the ten turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abigail, the uncle of Mordechai, who had taken as his daughter to go into the king, she requested nothing but what Haggai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of women, advised. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. So Esther always obtained the favor of all the people who saw her. The same thing will happen to each and every person of God's children. We always obtain favor from the people above us. If you are accepting Christ, if you are into God's kingdom, if you knew God, always there will be favor. Even personally, I can also say there will be a lot of oppositions or a lot of things happening around you. But if God is there with you, always you can see there is favor for God's chosen people. The same way we can see Esther got favor wherever she went. She got favor from the her master and she got favor from King Ahasuerus as well. So, God uses only those who are weak or insufficient or meager. The same way we knew, right? Moses, Moses, he says, I'm a, I can't preach, I can't lead these people because I'm stammered. I'm sluttering. But God uses only those people. Moses was the hero, right? We knew who lead the Israelites. The same way God uses you and me as a chosen vessel to do extraordinary thing. That is my first point. Second point, what we can learn is, God gave wisdom through Mordahai and Esther obedience. God gave wisdom through Mordahai and Esther obedience. Let's go to chapter 2 and verse 20, we will read it. Now Esther had not revealed her family and her people, just as Mordahai had charged her. For Esther obeyed the command of Mordahai as when she was brought up by him. Esther, she was a Jew. She didn't tell the lineage because her uncle Mordechai told her not to tell the secret to anyone. So she kept the secret and we can read she was obedient to his un her uncle Mordechai before and after the marriage as well. Right? Before marriage also she was very obedient to Mordechai and after marriage also she was very obedient to Mordechai. So she always obeys her, her uncle Mordechai. Are we obedient to our super officials or wherever we are planted? Are we submitting to the higher officials who rules over us? That is the expectation of God's rule as well, right? We have to obey our elders, obey our leaders. So here Esther obeys, even though she is a queen now, Queen Vasti was replaced by Esther, she still obeys Mardahai. She doesn't need to obey Mardahai, but still she obeys Mardahai. Now comes the third character, Haman. As you know, the ch chapter 3 we can read, Haman came there and King Ahasuerus appoints Haman to rule over the whole area under him. 
So Haman was given the privilege to rule over the whole nation. Now everyone bowed Haman as a reverence, as a respect. But Mordahai didn't do. Why Mordahai didn't do? Because he is a Jew, he knew only he has to serve God alone. That is our commandment says, right? You cannot bow on to any other, any other God. So he knew that, so he didn't bow to Haman. Instead, he said, I'm not going to do anything else. But the other people were bowing down to Haman. But this has upset Haman. Why this person alone is not worshipping me? Where everyone on this kingdom is worshipping me, but this person alone is not worshipping me. What can I do? So when he was inquiring to his servant, the servant told them, he's a Jew. That is the reason he is doing this. So Haman planned a cunning plan, saying, okay, since because he's a Jew, that's what he's doing this, right? So I'm going to kill the whole Jewish community as well, wherever they are. So he said, okay, the time will come when I'll tell the king all these things and I'll get permission to take out these people. That is his plan. This news is passed over to Mardahai. Right? Haman goes to the king and gets approval. What he says, actually there is a small group of people, they are doing terrorist activities or doing some kind of rebels. So we want to control the nation. So he gets a permission saying, I want to take out of these rebel people out of this nation. So what he does, he just say to them, to King Ahasuerus, just give a uh, your ring so I can just pass on the degree to all the nations to kill these people who does the rebel. He doesn't say it's Jewish community or anything else. He j just says, I want to take control of this rebel people. So Go uh, King Ahasuerus also gave the Yiru uh, orders to him saying, yeah, do whatever as it pleases to bring peace onto this kingdom. So this news went to Mardahai. Mardahai was so upset. What he did after hearing this news, go to chapter 4 and let's read verse 1. When Mardahai learned all that had happened, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went down to the midst of the city. He cried out with a loud and bitter cry. And verse 3, and in every province where the king's command and degree arrived, there was a great mourning among the Jews, with fasting, weeping and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So when this news passed down to Mordahai, he didn't retaliate. Rather, what he did, he put on his sackcloth and he started weeping, mourning and praying. The same thing, the Jewish people also, wherever they are, when they heard this news, they also put their sackcloth and they were mourning, weeping, and they were praying as well. It shows how they are obedient to the God, and they don't want to do rebel, rebelism or doing any activities or terrorist activities or anything else. They just want to show how they are sad, and they want to pray and weep. That is the main thing which they want to do. So this news, Mordahai passes on to Queen Esther as well. This is what is happening. Queen Esther immediately asks, what should I do now? Mordechai says, just go on to king 
and tell this is what happening in the kingdom and if god pleases king will save this country or save our jewish community but what queen esther will say if i go without permission i'll be killed i'll be perish what will be the reply of mordahai let's go to 14 verse 14 on chapter 4 For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your fathers always will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? He clearly points out there is a reason for everyone, including Esther. Esther is there for a reason. She was a chosen vessel to save the Jewish community. from this disaster so he said if you are not doing this the deliverance will come from somewhere else as we are praying pastor ben was praying everyone was placed in certain places because it's an appointment from god it's not my mere accident we are all here wherever we are in our office office location or in schools or in our neighborhood wherever we are planted god has a purpose that's what we are put in that place so god gave wisdom through mordahai what to do and esther obeyed it as well that is my second point in these days we can see we have the fellow brothers and sisters when we go to through difficult situations they also come back and say to us encourage us with the words and some people have visions and uh, prophecies as well they will come back and say to us god asked me to say this to you they will give counsel as well but it is up to us whether to accept that because all in recent situation everyone is coming to us and say god said this to me god said that to me whether we need to believe all those stuffs no how how can we believe actually which is the right word from god one thing is we need to analyze to see whether that word spoken is according to the scripture that is the main thing which we need to see whether the prophecy is according to the scripture what the brother or sister says to us it's according to the scripture and the other thing what we need to see is whether it creates a peace in us whether the word which was spoken to us has created a peace in us because god has given a conscience to us to understand what it is spoken to us right so the word if the fellow brothers and sisters sharing to you it has a peace in you then you can rely on that the first thing is it has to be aligned with the word of god the second thing is the peace which brings to you if these are aligned then you can obey to the word as one thessalonians we know there are so many good things test all things but hold on to which is good right so so many people will say so many things in recent days that is what people are doing people are claiming god said this to me god said that to me but we need to identify we need to analyze because the discerning spread we have we have from god so we need to align that with the scripture and understand the same as god gave wisdom through mordahai we need to have the wisdom from god and we need to obey to the word which we have received now the third point strength comes from god that is my third point so when esther heard it she doesn't immediately go to the king and she didn't cry what she did go to chapter 4 and verse 16 we will read then 15 we will start from 15 then esther told them to reply to mordahai 
Go, gather all the Jews who are present in Susan, and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against law. If I And if I perish, I perish. So immediately her response was, no, I'm not. I'm going to the king and I'm going to talk about the situation. She didn't say that. She said, go and tell the people, fast for me for three days, day and night, fast for me. That is her first reaction. She asked for prayers, prayer support. And she didn't say, only you pray. She said, I myself, I'm going to pray with my maids, with my servants, fellow servants, and we are going to fast for three days as well. So that is the strength. The prayer gives the strength, right? Esther knew the strength comes from God alone. So she asked the fellow Christians, fellow Jews to pray for her, and her, she herself is going to pray as well for three days and nights. And then she said, I'll go to the king after the third day. If I perish, let me perish. So we need to rely when the difficult situations come, when the situation goes worse, we should not toil or we should not rebel or we should not act immediately. The first thing what we need to do is pray. Prayer is a great weapon. Prayer is a great strength. which comes from God alone. So when we pray, God definitely answers. It's not only a single prayer. You alone can do. Yes, we have the church family, church fellowship, or wherever you are, you have good fellow brothers and sisters. They will also pray for you. And in oneness, as we prayed, if two or three gather and ask anything in his name, it will be done. Right? So strength comes from God alone. So on that strength, she goes to the court, the king's palace, and she stood there. And King Ahasuerus saw Esther and he, she, he was asking her, what do you want? And King Ahasuerus says to her, I'll give half of the kingdom as well if you want. That is the offer King Ahasuerus gave. If King Queen Esther was a selfish queen, like us, if someone comes and say, I'll give the king half the kingdom to you, if we are selfish, we will say, yes, give the half the kingdom, I will be okay, right? But Queen didn't say that. Queen was so concerned for the people. She knew the mission. So she said, no, I want you and Haman to come for a banquet to me, right? She invited the king and Haman for a banquet. So they went for the banquet, which she knew the story. And they had good enough food and drinks and everything else. Again, he will ask the same thing. What do you want me to do? Even if you ask half the kingdom, I will give it to you. Did she ask? Esther asked the kingdom? No. Instead, what she said? Can you and Haman come again for another banquet? So already one banquet is done. So she asked for another banquet. He agreed as well. Yeah. So when after the banquet is done, Haman goes to the uh, goes to his house. On the way, he was again seeing Mordahai sitting there, weeping and toiling and praying in the sackcloth. Still, he is not bowing down to Haman. Even all these fees and everything is going on, Mordahai was not bowing down to Haman. Again, it upsets him, and he went to his house, and he discussed with his wife and his friend as well. Everyone in the kingdom is bowing down. Only this Haman is irritating me. I don't know. He's not bowing down to me. What can I do? So his wife, Haman's wife and his friends, 
they are saying, okay, build a 50 cubit gallow and hang him down. That is the thing, because he is alone, the culprit, who is doing these things. So, built a 50 high cubit gallow. So, they planned it in such a way, but suddenly they have invited for the second banquet, right? So, they have to get ready. Now, the fourth point comes to me, God's timing and plan. God's timing and plan. Let's go to chapter 6 and verse 1 to 3 we will read. That night... The king could not sleep, so one was commanded to bring the book of the records of Chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found returned that Mordechai had hold, told of Bictana and Teres, two of the king's eunuchs, the doorkeepers who had sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. Then the king said, What honor or dignity has been bestowed on Mordechai for this? And the king's servant who attended him said, Nothing has been done for him. This is the God's timing and plan. When all these things happened, king could not sleep that night. He was walking in the garden and he said, Servants, can you read the book of Chronicles? The book of Chronicles where all the events were recorded. So we knew from the scripture, Mordechai had, had saved King Ahasuerus' life one time and they didn't do anything on back of a honor or anything else. So king was so petrified, oh, I didn't do anything else back to him who saved my life. So he said, I need to do something else. At that time, Haman also comes in there. So he asked for a suggestion, what should I do for a person who saved my life? Haman was thinking he's going to give certain privilege to him alone. So he was thinking, okay, let me wish whatever I want. So he said, put on the robe of king and give a horse to take a march around the city to honor that person. He was thinking himself that God is going to honor him. Uh, king Ahasuerus is going to honor him. But King Ahasuerus says, do this to Murdahai. right? And Murdahai was robed into king's clothes and he was put on the horse and he was rode around the city, which we knew from the story. This again has upset, <laughs> created more upset on Haman. He was thinking, I was trying to kill this person, but again, there are more and more honor and favor is coming onto him. So what is doing so he said as his wife has suggested i'll put him on the gallow that is his plan but the second banquet was ready so again they went to the banquet king and haman went to the banquet king asked queen esther what do you want this time she had the boldness she had the courage the strength from god and she told king and my people are struggling over there. So, can you save my people? And he was asking, who did this? And she pointed out to Haman. And immediately Haman was put into the same gallow which was prepared for Murdahai. We knew. So, there will be a lot of cunning plans in our life as well. There are a lot of oppositions will be happening around in our life as well. We can hear stories, so many stories actually. A lot of plans around us. But when God is there with you, and God is in control of that, God's timing and plan will succeed all these things. Even in my personal life, I can say so many examples as well, so many personal testimony I can say as well. People planned, when I was working in a computer center, they were planning to take out of my job to replace someone else. But instead, God was in favor of me, that person's job was lost. I was saved. The same thing, another instance, when I was working in a different company, 
I did a good work and a lot of people appreciated me for my good work. Even my manager, he knew that I did a great job. But he planned in such a way, he, he should not give promotion to me. So he didn't apprise me or he didn't say a word for promotion. Normally, the manager has to uh, say a word for promotion. Then it has to go to his higher official and all. Even though I did all these stuffs, he didn't, uh, he didn't apprise me for the promotion. But the person above him, the director who saw this, he promoted me. So man will plan different things and he, they will continuous, they can do all such sorts of things, which we also with our human eyes will see all these things. But if God is in control, God's timing, God will succeed all these stuffs. And as we prayed, thousand may fall at one side, ten thousand may fall at the other side, but nothing will harm us. That is what it is. So same thing here, God's timing and plan is perfect. So only thing is, you no need to retaliate to them when something is happening against us. Only thing is we need to obey to God for his timings and plan. So we knew the end actually, Haman was hanged on the gallows and Haman's portion was given to Mordahai. And Queen Esther was praised as well for her work. And she was, uh, Haman house was given to Esther and her servants as well. So God's timing and plan is perfect. That is my fourth point. And fifth point is make an impact for future generations. Make an impact for future generations. So chapter 8 again, how Esther pleads for her people, Jewish community. So she says to the king, I just want to save my people. So the king sent the order to the wider nations that all these Jewish people should be saved. And all the people were happy. And all the Jewish people celebrate that festival called Purim. Purim is a festival which they celebrate till this day as a remembrance of this event where God has saved those people. And they were the light of the whole tribes. Jewish tribes at that period. So how Esther had made a huge difference for the Jewish community, for the Jewish people. The same way we can be a difference for the future generation. We can be a difference in our families, in our workplaces, in our neighborhood. We need to make an impact to the generation. That is what we are called for. God has called each and every one of us for a purpose. Each one has a responsibility. Like Pastor Ben has a responsibility over here, which he is doing. The same way, each and every one has a responsibility that we have to be a light for this world, a salt for this world. And we have to make an impact to the generations, future generations. We cannot just live our life as we wish. We have to live for God and we have to stand in the gap like Esther and Murdahai. And we have to live for a future generation, we have to make an impact in their life and they have to come and ask, who is this God you are serving? Where you are so happy and you are rejoicing, you have that peace. Even though you are going through these difficulties, even though you are going through these pains, you're, even though you are going through these sufferings, still you have that peace, still you have that joy. Who is that God? They have to question us. That is the impact which we need to create on our fellow neighborhood people whom we are serving. Yeah, that is the impact which we need to create. So, from all these five points, what we can learn, God uses only the ordinary people to do extraordinary things. So, we are the ordinary people. And the second thing is, we have to get the wisdom from God 
God gives wisdom and we need to obey. The third thing is strength comes from God. Strength comes from God alone. And the fourth thing is God's timing and plan. The last thing is we have to impact for future generation. So let God use us like Esther and make an impact to our families, to our neighborhood and use us for his glory. Amen.